Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Straffolino, and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. Apple announced updates to the iPad Mini and Air. Both devices now feature an A12 Bionic processor, 64 gigabytes of storage on base models, support for older lightning-connected Apple pencils, a 7-megapixel selfie camera, Touch ID, and a True Tone display, with the iPad Air also getting smart keyboard support. The dimensions and screen size remain unchanged. The Mini starts at $399 and the Air at $499. Both come in Wi-Fi and cellular variants. Apple also updated its iMac lineup to feature up to a 3.2 GHz 6-core 8th Gen Core i7 from Intel with Turbo Boost up to 4.6 GHz on the 21.5-inch 4K iMac and for the 27-inch 5K iMac up to a 3.6 GHz 8-core 9th Gen Core i9 with Turbo Boost up to 5 GHz. Radeon Pro Vega graphics options are now available across the new iMac lineup. And one more Apple announcement, Apple also updated AirPods. The new wireless buds look identical, but add an H1 chip to allow for Siri activation by voice rather than by tapping on the earbud. They also include new charging case that works with any Qi wireless charger, and first-gen AirPods can use the case as well. The new AirPods cost $159 or $199 with the wireless charging case, and the case can be purchased alone for previous AirPod users for $79. The New York Times reports that Apple has made a deal with the Wall Street Journal for its news service, and sources say the agreement will be announced at Apple's March 25th event. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman also reported that Vox Media has made a similar deal that would see Vox.com content on the service, but not content from other properties like The Verge, SB Nation, Eater, etc., at least initially. The Australian Broadcasting Corporation reports on a former Uber employee that says Uber used a secret spyware program called SurfCam to steal drivers from Australian competitor GoCatch. SurfCam was reportedly developed in Uber's Australia's head office in Sydney in 2015. SurfCam is said to have allowed Uber Australia to see in real time all of the competitors' cars online and to scrape data such as the driver's name and car registration, allowing Uber to directly approach the GoCatch drivers and lure them to work for Uber. Surfcam's use in Singapore against competitor Grab was reported by Bloomberg back in 2017. Finland's data protection ombudsman said Thursday that he would investigate reports from public broadcaster NRK that Nokia 7 Plus phones made by HMD Global sent information to Chinese servers and violated data protection rules. HMD Global said an error in software packaging processes with one batch of headsets was to blame and that had been fixed in February, but that no data had ever been processed, no person could be identified from the data, and no personal data had been shared with third parties. The European Union fined Google 1.49 billion euros Wednesday for blocking rival online search advertisers. Google was accused of restricting publishers from placing advertisements from competing ad services on the publisher's search results page. Google says it will boost price comparison rivals. In response to a previous antitrust case for tying Chrome to Android, Google also said it will prompt European Android users to choose a browser and a default search engine rather than defaulting to their own. In more positive news for Google, the company announced its video game streaming service called Stadia, which will run on PCs, phones, and Chromecasts, playing select games from Google servers. Players can use device controls or an external controller, including one made by Google. Game launches will come from a link. The example that they showed was a Play Now link that would appear next to a YouTube video of someone playing the game. They even highlighted the possibility of joining the same game instance that person is playing in a video game stream. 
Games can be streamed at up to 4K and 60 frames per second, both to a device and separately to YouTube for streaming and capture. Google promised to be open to full cross-platform play. Developers can create games directly for Stadia using Unity, Unreal, and middleware like Havoc. And Google named Jade Raymond as head of its in-house Stadia Games and Entertainment Game Studio. Google could not talk about price yet, and only said it will be available sometime in 2019. Instagram announced in a blog post it's launching a beta shopping program with over 20 beauty and fashion brands. The test allows users to tap on a View the Product button, then check out on Instagram rather than getting bounced to a commerce site. The feature will be rolled out over the course of the next few weeks to mobile users in the U.S. and feature products from Adidas, Kylie Cosmetics, Nike, among others. And finally, Oculus VR announced the new Oculus Rift S built in partnership with Lenovo. It has a 1280 by 1440 resolution per eye, an 80 hertz refresh rate, and includes Pass-Through Plus, which shows you your surroundings, and a built-in tracking system called Oculus Insight. The forthcoming standalone Oculus Quest headset will also have the same tracking system. Both the Oculus Rift S and Oculus Quest will cost $399 and ship this spring. Facebook's F8 Developer Conference is scheduled for April 30th, so I imagine we'll hear a few more details then. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And don't forget, you can find show notes there and links to all the headlines as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.